1: The reality is, is now on
2: Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters: Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Roadie. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing "God Save the Queen." The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat. Come to Minnesota. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Some people call me cold, but it's not me. It's that Minnesota weather. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Samaj Bledsoe. The fun bus is here, and I'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I
1: run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I
2: came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate chastity davis don't be fooled by my name the only thing i abstain from is your bullshit sarah watkins bilstein
0: playtime is over this mom means business laura
2: zelinski whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping this mama brings the party jill walsh i made it up the hill myself and i'll kick any jack off and finally diamonds aren't a girl's best friend john friedman is to refresh your closet home or beauty routine this spring walmart's got all the stylish goods in one stop from chic new looks and the latest makeup to quality furniture and tableware go to walmart.com slash now trending that's walmart.com slash now trending for the hottest fashion home and beauty finds your style at walmart
0: i still
1: continue to miss you so much
0: oh my god Uh, i'm yeah (laughs) i can't believe it either
1: this is amazing
0: (sighs) we're gonna do it
1: we're gonna do it this way so guys you're not dreaming i might be but (laughs) that is arthy joining the podcast all the way from india
0: i am It's 7 30 in the morning oh my god And I've been working since 3 a.m. because I'm still working and I'm keeping US time. So it's kind of crazy because I still haven't completely acclimatized to the time. So time difference. Yeah. Kind of have odd sleep hours and eating hours and all of that. But I'm here. What's been, What's been happening? What's been happening? What has happened in my absence?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the situation, first of all, is you could tell by my voice that I have no voice right now. Yeah. I was in California for a wedding. Uh-huh. And Desi weddings are too long. Too loud. loud not enough sleep, plus California, so like jet lag. And this is probably the best my voice has sounded in three days. You sound sexy. You know what? It's gone there. But before this, I sounded like Estelle from Friends. Joey's like manager. My husband said I sound like Marge's sisters from The Simpsons.
0: Now you sound like Macy Gray.
1: Oh, Karen Huger's close friend.
0: Yeah, singing the national anthem. You don't have
1: to hold the mic up like that. It's okay. not doing anything. <laughs>
0: okay. I'll let it go. <laughs> I'm trying to give you the best audio because that is that is your pet peeve.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Is it comfortable for you?
0: Yeah. I'm sitting on my bed comfortable.
1: Besides the wedding, all that's been going on is um, I've been watching shows and I've been talking about it alone and I hate it.
0: Aww. You sound like Gia, Gia Giudice right now. Or Melania, actually.
1: What's that give of her she's saying, like, shut your mouth, you old hag troll. or something like that?
0: Yeah, troll. She calls them troll. Yeah. She's like, shut your mouth, you troll. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Today, what we're going to do, because, Artie, you still don't have Bravo.
0: I tried to VPN, but it didn't quite work for me so i have been detoxing basically so i've been detoxing from all reality tv at least u.s based reality tv i'm watching a lot of indian big brother equivalents and a lot of india's got talent and a lot of those kinds of shows that my mom is watching so i've been watching that but i have been detoxed from everything reality
1: Are you getting uh, Love is Blind? No. Netflix India does not have Love is Blind right now.
0: I don't think so.
1: Let's check because apparently there's some brown people on it this season. And so we've been getting messages to cover that. I'll check. So maybe that'll be one thing that we can do together. But today what we're Mm going to do is I'm going to tell Aarti what happened on the Salt Lake City family. (laughs) And the last episode of Summer House, so that you can give me your thoughts on so it. So that
0: was the last. So it's been. It's already the last episode of
1: Summer House. No, no, last episode of Salt Lake City. Oh, oh, and then Salt the, Lake I mean, City, I okay. just meant like the the episode on episode. Oh, okay. okay. The previous it, episode. The previous. This week's episode, yeah, of yeah, Summer House.
0: It. I was like, wait, that was a short summer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They decided the <laughs> wedding was too chaotic. They didn't show it to us. <laughs>
0: I thought maybe they were going to do a big special on the wedding. It's a separate special on the wedding. Which, oh, my you know God. Bravo is very capable of doing
1: that. It's worse than you could have ever imagined, mm. you watching these two. Oh, my God. So when I do the solo episodes, you talk to me, right?
0: I have been screaming and talking to you. And, that you know, I have quips and jokes for everything yeah. you say. And I'm, like, speaking into the ether by myself, sitting here listening to you and saying, well, yeah, but also this. And I'm I'm having a whole argument with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so today you can just do that because, again, you have not watched these episodes. No. I'll tell you about it, and then you can provide your commentary.
0: But let's also be real. Even when I do watch, (laughs) am I really watching? No. (laughs) You're yes, the one taking true. down the notes. You're the one. I'm like, I'm just, I just give you the feel for it. That's it. That's all I need <laughs> is a feel for it.
1: You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale was this week. And uh, Lisa Barlow got the finale party. You know, it's a big deal in Housewives. Oh, yeah. She got to throw a Vita tequila party.
0: Wait. Okay. But I think she earned it. She you got, yeah, she burnt a friendship of 10 mm-hmm. years. In, and she took the Sprinter van, when she could have also taken a flight. She yeah. chose the Sprinter van. She got yelled at by Gensha. Yes. She got yelled at by, who else? Mary. Yes. She gave us the silent cry. She gave she us the walk. also did the out, catering. Right? The catering uh, she had a proper catering fight, a, a fight about nothing. Yeah. She, had a wa- she walked out and she threw down her mic. So I think yes. she earned she earned it. I think uh, Lisa Barlow earned her place in the franchise and on our in our hearts. I think she did the right thing throughout when
1: yeah, it comes to being a
0: reality star.
1: So this episode, we see the Jen Shaw is vacating the chalet. They are leaving the nine thousand mm-hmm. square foot home and they are downsizing to a a humble forty five hundred square foot home.
0: Does she hire, like, storage uh, space and storage, you know, units? I imagine Gensha moving into a smaller space, like my mom moved into a smaller space here. I walked into our apartment her apartment here, and she pretty much has every damn thing she had in a big single home <laughs> stuffed into this apartment. She did not let go of anything, so... Yep. Yeah, So that's how I see Jen shadowing
1: doing things. 100%. I don't think her kids are going to have a place to sleep because she's just going to be like, I'm sorry, but 75% of this house is my closet. She does get (laughs) movers. So on the episode, movers come and tell her like how much it's going to cost to like move her house. And she tells the movers, I'm downsizing because, you know, the legal case going on right now. And she says it in a way where I feel like even the movers were like, we don't know how to react to this. Are we supposed to know that you're a criminal? Do we not know that you're a criminal? Should I act surprised?
0: (laughs) Who were saying, yeah, my grandmama told me
1: that you stole from her. Yeah, you owe my grandmother some money. I'm going to charge you $10,000 to move this house because of the money you stole from my grandparents. Yeah. I she
0: got also the pho- I got the phone call scam likely phone call telling me that you were moving.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we knew to come here. <laughs> she does this thing where she goes on and on again. Like I I've noticed this, this is like the third or fourth time that she's said this thing where oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because everybody depends on me the whole family depends on me I take care of so many people if something happens to me what is the rest of like the family gonna do and I feel like that's like such an abusive narrative (laughs) like it's such a gaslighting abusive thing to say it's like you're not fucking Tony Soprano (laughs) Jen like what do you mean it's like some mob shit you know like I do I kill people sometimes but I do it to protect my family I
0: think she's adding dependents to her list. So when she does get charged, when she goes in front of the judge, she can say that I have this many dependents. (laughs) Like it didn't work with Teresa. Teresa had so many young kids and it didn't work. Adding all the adults in your family is not going to help you either.
1: Yeah. You can take as many cousins as you want at a South Central, but you're still going (laughs) to have to go to jail. (laughs) Heather has a memorial or like a celebration of life for her father, who we find out passed away during the pandemic.
0: But she never talked about it, did she? Did yeah, she th-
1: this it? is a thing. This is the thing. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, I was like, wait a minute. What? Your dad passed away? And we haven't mentioned that at all, considering you've been going after Meredith when yeah. her dad passed away? Yeah. What? What? And how, how? none of
0: the others mentioned it either. They didn't say a- We're sorry for your father passing. None of it. Was it on a Tuesday, though?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. But like, she basically tells us that her father passed away in the height of the pandemic, like April 2020. Mm -hmm. The last time he spoke to her was December 2019, at which point she had already gone public with the show. And because they had filmed the show in 2019. And so... Her parents were already upset with her about being on the show and being so public about everything. Mm-hmm. So then she has this event, this memorial, and she yeah. invites like all her like little misfit it, like former Mormon husband. family members that yeah. we've seen throughout the episode the season. Yeah. Yeah. The brother, the niece, the, her, her husband, husband, all these people. Yeah. Yeah. But guess who doesn't show up? Her sister who has MS, who mm-hmm. she saw for the first time after like 15 years in Vail. Mm-hmm. And she's like Oh, my sister Nancy didn't come because, you know, this is still a memorial for my dad, and there's a lot of pain from her side about my dad. I'm like, no, your sister didn't come because she probably hates you. Like, yeah, it was just a whole event where it felt she's like she's
0: trying to make it sound like her sister hates her dad so much that she's not going to come to the memorial. Yes,
1: which is like that's probably not it. Your sister probably doesn't want to be on the show anymore. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, like. It felt like she had this event as almost like a, oh, by the way, guys, I don't know uh, Mormons. Hey, former Mormon friends of mine. I don't know what you may have heard about this from my parents, but like, I still care about my dad. Like, yeah. don't worry. Just because I'm not Mormon anymore doesn't mean I don't care about my family because the whole yeah. time she barely talks about her parents. She only talks about herself.
0: Yeah. That's kind of weird. It was it's really uh like It almost seems like an exercise that a therapist would tell you to do. Have a memorial yeah. for your father. Let go of your hatred for him. Yes. And just ha- and so she did this, and she did it yes.
1: the And then she also says, like, what well, about her sister Nancy? She says Nancy has a lot of trauma because her mom said something like, "Dad is rolling in his grave because of what you did." But like Nancy stopped being Mormon twenty years ago, and yeah. the internet found a bunch of pictures from Nancy's wedding, and yeah. they're all in it. Yeah. So, so what you and on, Nancy and Nancy
0: didn't do what. Heather did. Nancy just yes. had a conversation about herself with Heather. Nancy didn't go on The Real Housewives, so why would her parents be upset with her? Yeah. why would that matter to Nancy? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Especially since Nancy left the church like 20 years ago.
0: Before Heather did. Yeah. Way yeah. before. Yeah.
1: It, it doesn't add up. Yeah. And the mom shows up. Like We find out that the mom drove up, said hi to the brother- and then uh-huh. left. and Heather So was the lying. mom
0: came, but Nancy didn't come.
1: Mom came, Nancy didn't come, but mom just came to scope it out, see what was going on, <laughs> get back in the car and leave.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a very, yeah, that's a very daisy mom move. <laughs> right? Like you're trying to be like, oh, so you're going to have, you're going to go and have a party or a function with a family member that I don't like. Well, I'm going to come and just be in the neighborhood. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm going to be in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. To see
1: yeah. who else went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meredith has this photo shoot for her jewelry and it's like a very um non-binary gender fluid photo shoot and profits of it go to Glad. It's actually really nice, yeah. but it just was funny because all I could think about was Lisa saying, Your family that poses, your dumb family that poses. <laughs> it was just her I did see clothes. I
0: did see images of like satin pajamas or something. Yeah. Was that it? <laughs>
1: Yes, correct yeah.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: that's exactly what it was <laughs> I but did was not a see
0: of... a Brooks Marks. I did not see a Brooks Mark Bando on it so Or banding on it so. Yeah, I was don't know it what not, that is Was it a Meredith Marks um, Pajama and not Brooks Marks brand?
1: Yeah, I think those are all Meredith Marks I think oh. that they were made from Decorative uh, table Clots at Party City Yeah yeah. That's
0: me for me like I was looking at it and I was thinking about pajamas and I was thinking I need my pajama tops to be a little bit longer I don't like very short pajama tops yeah
1: yeah yeah for it's sure some but you also like a nighty.
0: I'm wearing one right now Look at that. <laughs> it's it's a it's um what is it called a muumuu it's a muumuu but it's like a kaftan.
1: a kaftan, yes okay yeah. Lisa Vanderpump.
0: you will <laughs> I'm getting you. Don't you laugh? I'm getting you a captain when I come. <laughs>
1: okay, that's I love them you, by the that,
0: way. That's that's what you're gonna get from India. Okay, I love that. Yeah,
1: I love that. <laughs> Whitney has this like really cringy scene with her husband. That like I looked away. I was like answering work emails. I was like I can't. It was
0: like it sex, just, like a sexy scene. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad
1: I'm in India. It was horrible.
0: How do they then live? Like, have normal friends and have business partners? Like, how do they go about living their lives after that? After that's been in the public eye,
1: it's just how do you go? How do you
0: update? How do you then have a normal conversation on LinkedIn professionally?
2: I don't think they do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they are all—they all are in business.
1: Yeah, like, how do you go for like school pickup? Right.
0: How do you do that? How do you go for PTA meeting?
1: Yeah, like what's going to happen with the carpool that you're running, Whitney? Now you yeah. won't have any excuse not to pick up Mary's phone calls because you won't be I'm carpooling. not even
0: like, I, like at least Whitney looks good. I mean, talk yeah. about, but Justin, No.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I saw a picture of them when they were much younger. Mm-hmm. And Justin was very cute.
0: That makes sense.
1: He's got a cute little face. But regardless, I don't want to see that. I don't yeah. want to see that. It's just, it's pointless. They do like, she, she greets him at the door in like this like thong lingerie. She takes him upstairs and they do some sort of like an a painting why, why are you click. describing
0: it to me now? Why? Because you didn't watch it. it
1: and now- <laughs> I missed it. I missed
0: it. Why couldn't you just spare me now? Now you're putting in images in my head. I don't want to know.
1: I don't want to know. Okay, fine. <laughs> spare me. Okay. Then there's, of course, the Vita Tequila event. The theme of the event, which Lisa says is not a costume party, but she says it's inspired by 80s and 90s mall food court, but high end. <laughs> What? Wait, wait. Pause, pause, pause.
0: First of all, it's not 80s and 90s. That's already too confusing. Like 20 the 80s, years. it's too many years, and there's early 80s, there's late 80s, there's early 90s, and there's late 90s. And all four of those look very different. Yeah. And then mall, food court, but High end, talk to me about that. You have lived here longer, so tell me what is a high end food court in a mall? What no. would you what would you be what would be the signature? It's not taco Bell. So what would it
1: be? So she basically what she's saying is that she couldn't figure out what kind of food to serve. So she just did stations of all kinds of fast food, but it's like gourmet okay. fast food, so there's sliders there's pizza it's funny because she's like showing somebody the buffet and it's very obvious what the food is because if you look at a slider it's a fucking slider if you look at a pizza it's a pizza you look at like Chinese food it's Chinese <laughs> she's walking her friend and she's standing right in front of two big pizzas and she goes like we have a lot of food like this is pizza <laughs> captain obvious <laughs> I love
0: her. I love her for that. I love these kinds of things. This is like such a Karen Huger move.
1: (laughs) It's so silly. It's so silly. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't believe that this was like a real event for her business. I don't believe she invited anybody who actually is doing business with her because of the shit that goes down at this party and her like Not freaking out. I'm like, okay, so this is not like the Fresh Wolf event. This is a event that you threw together because you wanted to do some final promotion for Vita Tequila, yeah. And you wanted to, you know, have the finale. This is a bravo,
0: yeah. This is a finale, bravo finale party, and
1: yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Everyone comes. All the ladies are in attendance, and Heather is right off the bat annoyed that like Meredith and Lisa are pretending to be like nicey nice. And I still don't understand Heather's beef with that. Why does Heather care if Lisa and Meredith are good friends?
0: I can understand that Lisa and Meredith probably talk shit behind each other's backs. And Heather is like, you're not genuine. But why? Again, like you said, why does it matter to her? Like, why does it matter to Heather? Let them be fake. Yeah. Why do you have to be upset about
1: it? it doesn't make any sense?
0: To be honest, Heather, you you did not have a storyline at all this season.
1: None. You had nothing. You had nothing. How many times can we watch you have the same conversation with various people in your family about the exact same thing?
0: Right. You are in danger, girl, and you need <laughs> to be focused on yourself.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah. Mary comes and she says she doesn't like vita tequila because it tastes like water. It has no flavor. It's just like Lisa. It's just blah. And it puts a weird taste in your mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my God. That is so awesome. That (laughs)
1: is awesome. And then after she says it puts a weird taste in your mouth, she does this thing. She she goes.
0: Oh my god, that is so perfect. Oh, that's a oh. Uh, I heard of I'm um, from you know, just browsing the interwebs that Mary was the most married this episode, and everybody loved her every bit of her. And yes. that's everyone is upset now that she's gone. Yes, oh man, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I truly wish Mary hadn't quit. I think Mary was good, but I think it was. In the beginning, when she first came on TV, I was like, get her off. She's there's something wrong with her. We're exploiting her. But now that she is getting comfortable with the medium, I wish that she had stayed off.
1: Well, so she I seems- can see why she left because so Jenny is annoyed because Mary doesn't come and say hi to her. And Jenny says, it's common decency when you see someone and you come and you say hi. Mary has no common decency. So I was like, well, Jenny, you also don't have any common decency because
0: you see her
1: and you're not saying hi to her. And then Mary tells us in a confessional, yeah, I'm ignoring Jenny. I don't care about her. (laughs) Coach and Mary have a conversation. He tells her. Like, listen, I really want to thank you for inviting Jen to the church because it's exactly what she needed. She was really happy when she went. Like, she's he's being very positive. And Mary says, Mary's like, well, yeah, everybody at the church was really good to her because they are following my lead. They go based off the leader. And yeah. I'm telling them how to behave, basically. It's, like, very awkward because Coach is looking at her like, are you really saying these things? But I'm going to be polite and I'm going to nod. <laughs>
0: But Mary is so direct and so Mary focused that it throws the other person off. You don't quite expect yes. somebody to be that self centered and direct at the same time. Yeah. And it just throws you off.
1: Yeah. We have like, I've told you about this person before, but we have a, a friend Ooh. who, who, who like often tells tales that I'm like, you are lying. But he mm-hmm. says it with such confidence that we're like, I can't even say anything because you're so confident. It would be awkward for me to call you out on how much you're lying. So it's kind of like when somebody is so boldly, I guess, not typical.
0: Yeah. When
1: somebody's so yeah. bold. Yeah. like yeah, they Not bold. that you're
0: saying that Mary is lying. That's not what yes. you're trying to say. You're yes, saying correct. that when somebody is so boldly who they are.
1: Yes. And
0: direct. And they are atypical, like you said, that they are not conforming to societal norms
1: yeah we
0: get a little thrown off our game and we don't know how to react and we are like it's almost like you have to make a decision do I call them out on something or do I just let this slide because I don't I'm not quite sure how where they're coming from and is this meant to be as rude as it is sounding to me. That's yes. basically it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. You just like don't know how to respond to that in polite conversation. So you just like smile and nod and think things in your head and then move on. You know, Yeah. Whitney comes up to Mary as Mary is talking to coach Shaw and Mary mouths to coach, please pray for me. Because Whitney wants to have a conversation with her. And Mary straight up is like, I don't want to talk to Whitney because she's been drinking. And Whitney's like, of course I've been drinking. I'm at a Vita tequila event. (laughs) Mary's like, yeah, but I can't talk to you when you're drinking. You have no sense. (laughs) But Whitney (laughs) says- Little girl. Whitney says, I'm sorry for talking about your church being a cult. (laughs) And then she says, but I wouldn't have done it if you didn't put me down first. And Mary's like- don't don't validate yourself she says don't validate yourself don't try to say why you did something that is terrible you did a terrible thing just admit that you did a terrible thing right and then she's like well no like it is because blah 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 because you hurt me mary and mary's like don't say that i hurt you i didn't hurt you i don't hurt people i'm not mean which is like again mary you are mean but that's okay (laughs) own that you are i
0: think i i think i truly think mary believes that she doesn't hurt people people hurt themselves by their behavior towards her it's like they put like people put themselves in a position to be hurt or to get hurt because of how they behave towards her i think she truly believes that the hurt is the per- responsibility of the person who got hurt
1: <laughs> i wish that i could live my life like that right that's
0: what i'm saying yeah. that she it, she has a formula that if it was packaged in a person with good intentions and uh mm-hmm. you know have was not packaged in a person with insecurities like she does have insecurities as well if it was just packaged a slightly differently it would come off as a very confident person successful person in the world yeah it's just it's, yeah. it she has all the ingredients there she has all the right ingredients for great yeah. success
1: <laughs> i mean look she's got a ton of money yeah she is yeah. somewhat
0: successful, I guess. Right. True.
1: She's lonely though.
0: That's the part that yes. I can sad for her. She's lonely. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure.
1: Jenny comes and starts to interrupt when Jenny overhears her say to Whitney that I don't hurt people. And Jenny's like, Well, why are you saying that, Mary? Why are you saying that you don't hurt people? You do hurt people. You hurt me, Mary. What about what you did to me, Mary? And it's like super duper aggressive. And one thing Jenny keeps saying is, I don't matter to you. Why don't I matter to you? I do matter. Look at me. I do matter. She says I do matter so many times Mm -hmm. that knowing what I know about her Facebook posts, I think that it's because she is very triggered Uh by Black Lives Matter
0: yeah it's
1: the word matter the the fact that you repeated it's, it so yeah, many, so many times, times yeah it was like clear that you are taking something else that you believe in right and you are now putting it on Mary right right and you're right. thinking to yourself, why do these black people say black lives matter? I right. matter too. I'm an immigrant, right. yes, you know that yes. bullshit right, right because then Jenny chases Mary down Mary does oh, so this her. is
0: oh, this is the one where. All the shit goes down. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Whitney's talking to Mary. Mary's not yeah. even talking to Jenny. Jenny interrupts. She starts yelling at Mary. Je- Mary goes, I'm not talking. I'm not doing this. She literally gets up. And she's got a huge smile on her face. And she just gets yeah. up and walks away. And the less she reacts to Jenny, the more Jenny, like, I out.
0: truly, the way Mary reacts to Jenny, I truly think Mary was aware of Jenny's Facebook post. I really, yes. truly think. mary was aware that's why she did not like any of them and i think some of the other castmates must have been aware that's why meredith does not engage with jenny as much either she gives support to mary i think some of them knew i just think so i really think
1: so. i agree and if it wasn't jenny's facebook post i mean it's possible that dewey took down his because like i wouldn't be surprised if dewey believes the same shit yeah yeah you know what i mean Anybody yeah. who is bold enough to post that stuff on Facebook is also bold enough to say that shit out loud. It's not just your I, social media. So, so they
0: would have known who was going to be the next housewife before everybody else did. And yes. they would have looked them up. And I'm yep. sure these things were already on their Facebook page. I cannot, I refuse to believe that none of them
1: knew. That's my yeah. point. Well, so Jenny then loses her mind and Mary is not taking the bait. <laughs> and Mary says, "Oh no, I got to go. You got a maniac on the loose." And she uh Jenny throws a glass at Mary. Oh my god. And it's completely ridiculous. Mary is walking away and Jenny throws she's like, "Run away like you always do, Mary." And throws a glass at her. And that's crazy cuz you know what? Nobody what? really has a reaction. Like Jen, I think is like it's you know you're crazy when like Jen Shaw thinks that you did too much.
0: Yeah.
1: But, but I also saw
0: I also saw online that Heather was encouraging her to
1: go after Mary.
0: There was like a video of her saying, "Go, go, follow her."
1: Oh, I don't know. And I missed that. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's so weird because then Mary just leaves because she's like, "I'm not fucking doing this." Yeah. She just walks away, and it cuts to commercial. Comes back and everybody's like jenny are you okay dewey's like cleaning up the glass off the ground Yeah, everybody's like oh are you okay and jenny goes up to lisa she's like sorry girl sorry and lisa's like don't apologize go for it, break some shit i don't care and i'm like yeah okay so this is definitely not a real vita tequila event because right. lisa would not have that reaction if it was her so actual i think on the
0: this line. is the other thing is that the fact that you're telling lisa said that and then the video that i saw was When Jenny turns around at the table and follows Mary, they were showing Heather walk around the table and then use a finger and point her and send her and tell her, go, go, go. So it almost feels like they were all saying, yes, uh, confront her for what she told, what she said to you, thinking that Jenny is going to hang around for the next few seasons. And that this is the this is the thing that they were all been working for, which was to take down Mary.
1: That's insane. But I believe and it. And the fact that they're
0: asking Jenny if she's okay when she's the one who threw the glass.
1: Yeah. Is, well, yeah. It made no sense. And, like, they really act like nothing happened. Yeah. Then they're, like, kumbaya around a table about, and talking about being friends. Like, Mary leaves and nobody even really talks about it. Meredith doesn't
0: follow her. Meredith doesn't go. No.
1: And that was the weirdest thing. Meredith does not follow Mary, Mm -hmm. which is really, really strange. And then everybody is trying to talk about like friendships and love and bonding. And then Jen and Meredith start to go on about like they start to go at it. Jen starts crying because she says to Meredith, like Meredith tells her like, look, we've been through a lot. I'm very good friends with a lot of these women. I'm working on it with you. And Jen starts crying and saying, she's so crazy. She's like, why is it that you're friends with everyone else, but you're only neutral to me? And then she also blames Whitney. Because Meredith is like, well, you said a lot of stuff about my family. And Jen is like, yeah, but what about Whitney? You're friends with Whitney when she's the one that talked about your marriage last season. (laughs) Like, Jen just tries to gaslight everybody into being like... like, It's
0: always like, why... But why, what about her and what about her and what about her? It's not about, how many times do they have to have the same conversation? Haven't we had this conversation? This is like
1: boring. Come on. It's so stupid. And Meredith goes bananas at that point, which is like, she's like, this is a good enough reason to leave. She gets up. She threatens to spill the beans on other people.
0: Is this where she says that I know who slept with whom?
1: Yeah, but she doesn't actually tell anybody anything. So what's the point of that? Yeah, why did you preview that 800 times, Bravo? Yeah. No new information. So she walks away. And then Jen says to Whitney, you signed up for something. It's not my fault that you fucked half of the Upper East Side, like, about Meredith. So I think, like, what she's trying to say is, like, it's not my fault that your shit came out on camera, even though she's the one that brought out her shit on camera. And Meredith says in a confessional, I know stuff about all these women, but I don't bring it up on camera. Because that's not just, that's just not what I do. And if I wanted to talk about them, I could. But I'm not going to. And then Jen says about Meredith leaving, she's like, if we're going to crucify Mary for running away, let's do the same for Meredith. Because again, when Mary was leaving, Ooh. Jen didn't have an issue with what Jenny did. Jen didn't have an issue with the women comforting Jenny. Ooh. But when Meredith leaves, all Jen wants is for everybody to get mad. And Meredith, oh. the way that they got mad at Mary. Because oh. in Jen's mind, that's all these things are. It's all like, Please how can it. I use people to push them to do the things that I want them to do?
0: This entire season has been them saying, you behave one way with X, Y, and Z, but you behave differently with ABC. And then it's just like, it's like a round, a round robin of them saying the same, each of them saying that. Two, two or three of them at the same time. It's like a yeah. round robin. The, each of them has the same damn issue when it comes at, at the core of it. It's about you were one way with one person and one situation, but in a similar situation with another person, you were a different way. And that's yeah. been their fight across the board with each other.
1: And it's very obvious that none of them are actually friends. Like, they're not real friends.
0: This is exactly what my middle schooler does. Like Her fights are exactly this.
1: <laughs> and these are, like, women in their almost 50s. Right. Then <laughs> it's title cards for everyone except Jenny. That's it. That what? was the end of the episode. Yeah.
0: What? And what did mm-hmm. they do for Mary? What was her title card?
1: I think it was just, like... About her mannequins. They were like, she's going to go back to her husband, her son, and her mannequins. I was like, what? We didn't even see the mannequins this season. Like, is this a title card from last year? And
0: I still don't know if she renovated her home and she got rid of her stuff. The whole What does her closet look
1: like? I have no idea. I want to know. Not not a clue.
0: Can she find her bed now? Now that the clothes are gone? I don't know. Come on. I think Mary should move to TLC or style or we or whatever network and yeah. just
1: she would thrive here. on own like if she got own. a show on own she would kill it tlc too i think she would kill it tlc yeah. too yeah yeah i think that bravo has a lot of viewers that are like that think that they're like smart but they're racist and i just yeah. feel like as long as bravo keeps pandering to those types of people it's like right i don't think there there's a place for mary cosby but Tamara was on watch what happens live recently and tamra barney yeah, barney yep yep what tammy Tam, tamra
0: tammy sue tamra Tam,
1: old tammy sue she was on watch what happens live and she said uh mary cosby was the heart of the show and that there would be no watch what there would be no salt lake city without mary and she wishes that mary would come back so who knows mm-hmm. imagine if tamra is the one that gets mary to come back
0: oh my god fucking Tamara. tamra should go to her church that would be interesting.
1: Especially because would, Tamara is so would Christian. Mary's
0: Yeah, would Mary's church survive camera entering it?
1: No, I don't think Tamara would, would survive. Would it all go up church. in flames? Yeah. Somebody would go up in flames.
0: <laughs> it would be interesting to see who's left behind. What's that?
1: <laughs> We'd have to get the cameraman into the hazmat suits because they'd also be <laughs> fire risk. Get Everybody's
0: a cameraman and a flammable. boom mic. B- yeah. Get a cameraman and a boom
1: mic. B- yeah, exactly. <laughs> So cool. Summer House, we opened up in Summer House with, um, oh, wait, first I wanted to ask, did you get to see any clips of Maya's conversation with the house?
0: Yes, I saw it. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's great. That was so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I But I didn't like Paige crying because then she just, <laughs> again, it became about Paige. All of a sudden, instead of <laughs> Paige comforting Sierra, it was yeah. Sierra comforting Paige again. I was like shut yeah. up age and then Luke with Luke with his misguided oh I went through this too I was like Luke you sweet thing just shut up you don't know what you're talking about but I was pleasantly surprised by Sierra you know supporting Maya and actually putting it in context and addressing it from her perspective versus saying Maya feels this way. She was like, I feel this way. And she was talking about, I like the way Sierra framed it from her perspective. So she wasn't speaking for
1: Maya. Yeah. And I think that there's such a power to what happens when you are the only person in a room that looks like you and then another person who is like you walks in. There's Mm -hmm. just a different like, I mean, I could just talk about me and you, right? Like we became friends with each other through the Watcher Crabbins Facebook community. Yeah. And- obviously like we're good friends with other people in that community but there's just like a different connection that you feel and there's a different way that you even feel about yourself when there's somebody in the room that's gone through the same experiences as you right it's just like really validating and lovely
0: and i know that sierra navigated her presence by sliding into hannah's space and you know being the hannah yeah for page and being Paige's sidekick basically and we have I've always not liked that about Sierra. It's like, why are you not showing your personality and you don't have to necessarily do all of it? But I also understand when Sierra was the only black girl yeah, and how she may have to navigate that space yes, to survive. And that's what she did. And now seeing Maya in there, I think, and we have always said that, that when you put one person of color in a predominantly white cast, it's the burden falls on the person of color mm-hmm. to assimilate and behave and act and all of that, right? To make the rest of them feel comfortable enough, so yes. they have to they have to make themselves smaller and palatable, much more in the palatable for the yeah. rest of the group. So, and this is a prime example of bringing somebody else from a similar ethnicity in the same group, it makes a whole big difference. Even though Danielle was there, it didn't make the same it's kind the of same difference. No. And even when Danielle came, they had, remember Sierra and Danielle had that one conversation on the beach with joined yeah. and we were so appreciative of that. But that didn't quite carry forward. It matters when there's another black person for this black person to be there. Yeah. That's even more closer affinity well, there. So yeah.
1: yeah I like I that. could always I've I can always bond with a Latina in the room, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not the same type of bond as a South Asian in the room. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. But this episode we open up and like the New York City weekday things happening. Like we didn't open yeah. up in the house. Yeah. And Kyle and Amanda are having a lunch. Kyle has a stress related sty on his eye and he says that he needs more help from Amanda and he it's not fair that she's always on the phone or always on the couch and Amanda says Do you really want to do this right now? Is this how you want to start this experience, Kyle? And then she opens up her phone and starts scrolling.
0: See, I have told Amanda is, I truly think Amanda is a lazy person. I think Kyle is, for all his faults, and he is toxic he is still a hard worker yeah and i think he works truly hard for what he's achieved and he's achieved quite a bit i mean i see both bird dog shorts and i see um his drink everywhere now so it's it's he has achieved something here but amanda like you say she's there for the spotlight and she chooses she chooses when they will fight about what she tries. she only engages with kyle to talk about the relationship when she knows kyle has done something wrong so she can play yes yes but she doesn't engage to talk about their lives with kyle when kyle has an issue with her yeah. Then it's, it's not so the weird. time to talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're the experience that they're about to have is that they're meeting with a wedding planner. The wedding planner comes and they tell them that you haven't done invitations yet. By the way, their wedding is less than two months away. They haven't done the invitations. And the the wedding planner gives her like this huge list, both of them, a huge list of things that they need to get done in the next few weeks. And Amanda says the weirdest thing. She says, I'm so frustrated with Kyle right now. There's zero part of me that wants to, like, rush to get these invitations out. He did nothing for my birthday and then pile on all the other shit I already know I'm not doing. Now, am I really feeling motivated? No, I'm not. And I was like, what
0: That's are you like, doing? Imagine if your child told you that. I did not make my bed. I did not do my chores. But now you want me to do my homework, too? I'm already under pressure. You've already made me feel bad about not doing my chores and making my bed. And now you're going to make me feel about bad about not doing my homework. I don't feel motivated to do it. Yeah. That's what it sounds like.
1: Amanda gives me, the more and more I watch her, she the more I realize that she's a very entitled young person. Like, yeah. again, she came into the show... As Kyle's girlfriend, that has been her identity. That is how she got famous. And I'm sure she did stuff for Loverboy. Like everybody loves the packaging and marketing for Loverboy, which I believe is all Amanda. Yeah, yeah. Amanda came up with all that stuff because she's yeah. a graphic designer. Yeah. So I believe that obviously she's an important part of the brand. But that's done. That's done though. That was in exactly. The past. It's done. Exactly. What are you doing now? If you want to just coast now, that's fine. But like tell your partner that that's what you want to do. Right. And now, about your wedding, like, why don't you want to send the invitation? It's a $200,000 wedding. Wow. Yeah. So that's the mess that we start with. And everybody's wow. making their way over to the Hamptons. There's like a great bond between Carl and Maya, which is really sweet. She tells Carl about the conversation she had with the housemates. And of course, Carl is sweet well, as well, you? He wasn't there for the conversation. He wasn't there. He was away because it was his brother's, um, I think, the anniversary of his passing. So he just, like, went away and he, like, needed to be away from the house to deal with that, which was really nice. But, yeah, they have, like, a really cute bond. And, like, as much as, obviously, I love Lindsay and Carl together, I was like, Maya and Carl looks pretty good, too. I know, I know. Because they're both, like, sensible. Yeah. They get to the house and Amanda and Kyle basically set up this, like, wedding invitation station. And they do it before everybody else gets there. And I have a feeling they only did that so that they can rope other people. Like Amanda what? did it specifically well, she, so yeah, that exactly. other people can help her. So they can yeah. be like, oh, wow, Amanda, you have so much going on. Do you need help? Uh, I, I can know. help yeah. you. Yeah. Then while they're doing stuff, Kyle starts to drink and Amanda starts nagging. She's like, Kyle, you're drinking too so much. Kyle. It's, I noticed something. Kyle is clearly stressed out because he's doing a lot Monday to Friday. And he has said this on the show multiple times. I work really hard Monday to Friday. And on the weekends, I like to get fucked up. And while that is probably not healthy, he's very clear that he needs a break to do that. But it's almost like Amanda waits for the weekend For the other people to be around, for the cameras to be rolling, for her to say, oh, Kyle, look, you're drinking so much again. She makes
0: it seem like he is drunk every day of the week, too. That's what she makes it seem like. Like he's drinking all the time during the week as well. And that this is not his break. I think that is what pisses off Kyle. Because I think Kyle finds it to be unkind when Amanda does that. And he he gets hurt very easily that she's doing this to him.
1: Yeah, it's so toxic. Um, That night they all go to dinner. It's very nice. They have like a great, like everybody's together bonding experience. Andrea wants to hold a bondage party. He keeps calling it bondage or like bondage bondage or something. He wants to host a a Fifty Shades of Grey bondage party and he's asking everybody their weirdest sex experience. And I'm going to tell you this for the same reason I told you about Whitney's. Weird cringe scene.
0: Okay, now I'm scared. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Did you want me to sign in to this episode just so you could gross me out? This is, oh. (laughs) I don't want to know. I'm scared. I'm scared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Andrea tells us that that one time he had anal. uh, He did anal sex with somebody where he was the giver. And then somebody diarrheaed all over him.
0: Oh my god!
1: Oh my god! Oh! Hey, if you want to be part of this podcast,
0: <laughs> ew! Why would you do that to me? Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm thinking: Does this happen often to other people? <laughs> like, Listen, like, what?
1: The, the question, the follow-up questions I had were uh, countless. So many follow up questions.
0: Oh my God. No. <laughs> Ew. Oh. Oh my God.
1: <sighs> also, I the hate you. I hate you line. so okay, much okay. right now. Okay. Sorry. We're, I'll move on. <laughs> Alex I at just the dinner is telling me. Alex at the dinner is telling a story about, like, his first sexual experience or something. And Kyle is, like, screaming across the table because he's on the other end of the table. And it's like, he's like, I can't hear you, buddy. Use your bar voice. I can't hear you. It's, like, so ridiculous because, like, literally last weekend, Maya was like, hey, as people of color, it's really difficult to be in this house. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to listen. And Alex shared this, like, really nice story about, like – how people just assume things about him because he's Asian, they think he's a cater waiter. Yeah. And like here's Kyle being like screaming at him down the table because he doesn't think Alex is loud enough. Well, I
0: have, can I say something? Look when some I have a weird reaction to the word buddy. I feel like the word buddy is very <laughs> condescending. Don't you think like people call it, it is. kids. It's like, like people a weird, call like kids, like yeah, they, when they're talking it's, it's, to the little boys, they're talking about "but hey, buddy." <laughs> so I, I like always like when a grown men call each other buddy. It always makes me feel kind of well, some kind of way. I don't know what, how else to explain yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's well in this area the Northeast specifically. There's a lot of "hey, buddy." There's yeah. a lot of "buddy." Yeah, but right? there's
0: a "hey, buddy" as in you know, in, in a macho way. Yeah. There's. But then there's also the Hi, hey buddy. And you know, yeah. in, in an excited way, that makes me feel like cringe.
1: And like white people love it. White men specifically love a hey buddy. But you know what? who else says buddy? Yeah.
0: Well,
1: Mr. and Mrs. Heavenly Kimes. Remember? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy calls her buddy. <laughs>
0: It's true. His daddy it, and buddy like His is like his is more like a, with an O sound. It's like body. <laughs> <laughs> it's like her body. <laughs>
1: oh
0: my god! I love
1: your body. It's like the different buddies on TV. <laughs>
0: I just, I just thought of it as you were saying that. I was like, that is so condescending of Kyle to call him buddy. It's like call, talking to a young it's, kid.
1: It's, it's possible he'd even say that, but here we are. <laughs> it's possible I said buddy. <laughs> How dare <I> you, priest? <laughs> <embraced. laughs> anyway.
0: He said Everyone kiddo. He said hey huh? kiddo. He hey, said kiddo. kiddo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone comes home and of course Kyle and Amanda immediately start fighting. Oh. My <laughs> it's God. like the nagging is nonstop. Uh, Kyle does his usual like get drunk, walk around the house self But what the, I feel himself.
0: so much i feel i truly feel for kyle i think he's in an impossible situation and he doesn't know how to get out of it he truly likes her but he likes being in a relationship but he also is like completely you know he's a, what what does that S- S- sandoval call schwartz a battered wife battered wife in this situation
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of I mean, it's a mess. The next morning, Kyle wakes Amanda up and he says very sweetly, are you dreaming about how I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you? And she says, no. And then he like gets off the bed. Oh, yeah. And you know what she says? She says, I'm dreaming about how maybe at tonight's party you'll actually hang out with me. And he just walks away and he mutters, I was dreaming about how maybe you'll be nice to me. (laughs) I was like, why (laughs) am I watching this train wreck?
0: Oh, my God. This is like, this is like, this is like the behavior most people have just before the divorce, not just before the wedding.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, We also find out that Andrea's, so Andrea's name on the show is like his stage name is Andrea Denver. Uh-huh. He tells us that he's been applying for a green card. He's like obsessed with America. He's been wanting to move to America his whole life. And that at some point in the 90s, one of his friends told him about the Denver Nuggets, like yeah. the basketball team. Okay. And is he loved it.
0: Is Is this another gross story?
1: No, it's movies? not. Okay, it's okay, not.
0: good. Okay.
1: He tells us that he changed his last name to Denver, like a stage name to Denver. I'm because am so glad. Of the not Denver. Nuggets. Not Nuggets. <laughs> good choice andrea andrea nuggets (laughs) that was close that was so close (laughs) (laughs) so they have a bondage party And it's uh, it's the party that Andre has wanted. And Amanda just like whines for Kyle that morning. Like they're all setting up the different rooms and she's just whining for Kyle. And Kyle says, you're being annoying. You've been annoying for a while. And he gets really irritated. He walks out of the house and he's like cursing. You know, he's like, Kyle turns into like a crotchety old man. He just like starts walking around and cursing under his breath. And Danielle is like, hey, are you okay? And she asks him. Are you sure you're okay? Like, do you guys even want to do this? Like, do you still want to get married? And I wrote yes. Kyle's exact response to this. What he say? He says, of course. Like, dude, I, I think she's, uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds
0: about right. <laughs> the answer, the answer. What you want to say, Kyle, is no. No. Yeah. that's what you want to say and now you're stuck you dumb stupid (laughs) idiot now you're stuck with her and now it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to get out of this marriage
1: yes of (laughs) course like dude I think she is uh, I mean I don't know (laughs) so so once he tells her this Danielle just does a sign she goes I should go inside and get ready (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Walks away.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he also tells Danielle that the business is the only thing they have in common. And that's it. Yeah. Um, legally,
0: legally until that point. And then you dump me and you went and had another legal paper attached to that.
1: <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> So then everyone's getting ready, and like everyone's wearing like leather and all this stuff. Robert Daniel's boyfriend comes to the house, and I noticed that he comes into the house at the Hamptons yeah. with all his belongings in a large brown paper bag <laughs> and it's not like a Trader Joe's bag with like a handle It looks like a lunch bag. was it like
0: a was it like a Christina's paper bag from
1: Project? Project? Yes, yes, but brown. <laughs> but brown and he has it rolled up and I thought he was just like maybe bringing food in but then later they show him opening the back up and taking his clothes out I'm like did you just get out of prison why are you things in a paper bag is this like a fancy you know how
0: these fancy designers make these bags that look like something else no so maybe it's one of those
1: it's really <laughs> a brown paper bag um so yeah. yeah the party may party. i uh,
0: we, we need yeah. to uh, introduce robert to the ikea bag the ikea blue bag
1: yeah <laughs> holds, even if you brought your it holds,
0: things <laughs> it holds a lot more
1: <laughs> exactly exactly everyone's getting ready yeah. alex really likes sierra so he's been asking everybody in the house how to hook up with sierra because sierra's like yeah i'm interested he's hot But if he, like, made a move and was aggressive, I guess I would go for it. But Alex says he doesn't know how to be assertive. I'm like, all right, Alex, that's it. That's it. You're done. I'm cutting you off. I don't care about this.
0: You don't need to be assertive. You just have to grow a thicker tongue and look like a Muppet. And that's all you need to do. And just be gross.
1: You need to have an insufferable lisp, lisp. that yeah. you just and a big fat tongue. You need one and have video a, of have yourself. A
0: fake, have a fake business. Of, yeah, uh, you know of a beer that never makes it to the market, and yes. you
1: know, you're good. That's it. There's a stripper pole, and everybody's taking turns getting on it. And yeah. Carl gets on it, and the stripper pole breaks. <sighs>
0: and and, and okay, and of breaks, course it does. But, you know, and what would you expect? Have you seen Carl?
1: Yeah, I'm like, you don't need I mean, to be getting on a pole. You have no business. I on would a pole.
0: break. If I were the pole, I would break too.
1: No, if you, <laughs> listen, Carl has no business getting on that pole. Yeah. Carl is the pole that people should be climbing. Correct. <laughs> you should not be getting on any pole, sir. But yeah. when he does... The pole like flops off and it hits somebody in the face, but everybody's just laughing. And I'm like, if I got hit in the face with hot Carl and like leather, even if I got smacked in the face with a pole, I'd be like, it's fine. This is the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They play a bunch of like silly full blindfold kissing games and Mm -hmm. Sierra and Carl make out a bunch of times. And then... Danielle, things are winding down and Danielle tells Paige and Sierra that um, Kyle told her that the only thing he and Amanda have in common is love or boy. Yeah, and Danielle, made, that
0: episode. was a very calculated move from Danielle. She's like, I just been handed this grenade. I don't want to hold it. Let me give it to the young ones.
1: Yes. exactly.
0: and run with it because I don't want to be part of this mess.
1: Yes, exactly. Because that was also like Danielle's face when he told her all this stuff outside. She's like, oh, fuck. I usually get by every season laying under the radar. This is a Lindsay scene. Oh, this Lindsay's not a, in the yes, episode. Exactly. So I was
0: going to say, this is a Lindsay move, Lindsay scene. And Danielle yeah. had to step in for
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Lindsay was away for a wedding. So Danielle, and you could just tell in her face, she's like, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the episode.
2: That's all that happened on Sunday. So next,
0: next week, it will be a fight. Kyle and Amanda, about what Kyle said to Danielle, Amanda yes. will be the victim again. Now Kyle yes. has to marry her because he didn't mean it. And this yes. is how he got trapped. Now yes. we know. And now, now he we has, know. Yeah. Now all the money he made from all the businesses, he has to shell out half of it to get rid of Amanda. Yeah, if he ever wants to, and it's going to be sad.
1: She's having uh, a two hundred thousand dollar wedding in her parents' backyard.
0: Yeah, cool. I, if I were Kyle, I would pay back the parents. Didn't the parents say they, he has to pay them something? Yeah,
1: and that's something. the other thing. It, he,
0: he yes, yeah, so I would just pay that off. I'm sure that's less than two hundred k. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably it was probably cheaper to let her go, and he did not.
1: He didn't, and now here uh, he is.
0: Kyle, Kyle, Kyle,
1: immortal Kyle. But that's it. That was Summer House. Did you enjoy me recapping that? I enjoyed
0: too? it thoroughly because I literally could see the scenes, and which part of it was gross because I could see the scenes. <laughs> but it was very descriptive. The way you talked, I could imagine them doing all of that. But <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I feel like I feel caught up. I feel. Okay, great. I, I was getting a little anx- anxious about missing out. Too much, but now yes. I feel better. I feel better now.
1: Would yeah. you like to do it again for OC in New Jersey?
0: Yeah, I think this might work as long as you are okay with my audio quality.
1: That's fine as long as the listeners are okay with your audio quality.
0: I think it should be fine. I I can. I'm not talking much. You can do all the talking. And I, can I just love talking. when
1: you react. Everybody misses your gig.
0: Well, guys, that's it. We yeah. will catch
1: you on Saturday.
0: Oh, by the way, Raheel. Oh, my God. Awesome. He's taking over. No. Yeah.
1: No, no. How, how dare he be so good? I know he's really good.
0: He's so good. And
1: apparently everybody loves him.
0: Of course. You, if okay. You, you should, if you post a picture of him, they're going to die. He's
1: yeah, and he big. was just, we were just at a wedding he's together. very good looking, yeah. He did a bunch of dances at the wedding. Oh, by the way my brother's, like, not at all interested in being in a relationship.
0: I don't think the, the women that were DMing us are interested in more than <laughs> a <really laughs> very long-term relationship. <laughs> Gross.
1: It's my brother. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear more about Raheel and more from him, go ahead and uh, support so us on sweet. the Patreon. We've been well, doing. thank him.
0: Thank him yeah. for filling
1: in and doing such an awesome job. Yeah. I, I told awesome. him. He was very happy that you are pleased because yeah. he believes that you have big shoes to for him to fill. So.
0: Fuck. my feet aren't
1: that big <laughs> okay guys we'll I'm a talk nice to you on size Saturday. seven and
0: a half I I got tiny feet
1: yeah I will yeah. okay guys well Arati I'll bye. talk to you on Saturday this is how
0: you say bye with Arati you don't say bye you take forever yeah, to yeah you bye. just keep
1: going I'm like alright guys that's it and you're bye lying. bye <laughs> <laughs>
2: the reality is is now on patreon and here are some of our fabulous supporters tracy newman my presence is a gift so remember the thank you note lily some people say i'm too much but she's just starting Marl farsi reading is fundamental and in farsi the reads are monumental tracy masters when you're the master of your own destiny no one can take you down Amanda Agosti Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bertrude If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada People are intimidated by my great success, and my great act. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero F's to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Baer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS.